and welcome to the One Broke Actress Podcast. The One Broke Actress Podcast. The The One One Broke Broke Actress Actress Podcast. Podcast. This is the podcast giving you an honest account of actor life. I mean, can we just be honest for a second? Plus a few lessons I learned in the process. This is what I'm saying. Nobody knows anything. I'm your host, Sam Valentine. Hi guys. Welcome to the first ever Solo Sam episode. I'm a little nervous because I've never talked to myself for this long, at least while it was being recorded before, but uh, we're going to go right into it. You guys got the topic in your email and last week's podcast, and I'm just going to kind of riff some ideas off of this topic for you to take in and enjoy, and then I'm also going to interject some um, things we got from people who listened and sent in to my email and my Instagram their ideas of today's topic, which is what it means to be a respectful and responsible actor. Little pre-warning for you guys. Like I said, this is the first episode of this kind. Um, I'm not going to edit it very much. So there's going to be some um, some ahs, some delays. Uh, but just roll with me. We'll see how it goes. I have a dog in my lap. I have a dog at my feet. I have a dirty martini on my desk. It's late on a Wednesday. Let's do this, shall we? Okay, so let's start out by talking about kind of why I chose this as the first topic. Um, This has been on my mind a lot lately because I started taking some agency meetings over the last couple weeks and I can't tell you when I talk to agents specifically about the things that they like to know about actors to start and the one of the first things that's come off in all of these meetings has been if actors are not only hardworking and good at what they do all of that stuff is clearly obvious but if they're responsible and respectful and I just thought god that's something I feel like we don't talk about very much we talk about the business we talk about things you're supposed to do but no one ever talks about set etiquette or did you properly book out on a good timeline or how you properly respect yourself in this career so we're going to hit on a lot of these topics today Um, these are things also that I wish that I would have had stronger enforced to me when I was just starting my career eight to 10 years ago. So um, for those of you who are new or it's your first couple years, or even if you've been at this game for a minute, um, I think this will be really helpful. Just it's kind of nice always to have a refresher in some kind. So it's always a good reminder to have some things reinforced. So we're just going to start out by talking about general communication. This is everything from your agents, your managers, um, casting directors, your fellow actors. Communication is key. We all know communication makes the best personal relationships, right? I mean, maybe you're trying to date in LA, in which case you might not know that yet, but communication is really important, guys. Um, (laughs) And that being said, you want your agents to communicate with you. I can't count how many actors who have talked to me or asked me questions about what to do if their agent doesn't respond to their emails or doesn't pick up the phone. You want them to do exactly what you they'd like you to do, right? You reciprocate. So when an agent sends you an email, answer it as soon as possible. If they call you, pick up the phone. I know it's not always convenient. I know we all have 10,000 things going on and only one of them is usually this career. But being very, very reachable is so, so important. On that note, booking out when you're going to be out of town or just unreachable is beyond important. If this is your first time hearing this term, um, this is when you have an agent or a manager 
and you're about to leave town or if you're not going to be reachable by email or your cell phone. You send an email to them. A lot of agencies have a process for this already in place. Some have a phone line you call and leave your dates, but a lot of times you just email your agents and managers directly. And I usually put in the subject line, book out, and then I put, hey team, and I will CC or BCC all of my agents and managers into one email so I know that they all have it. And I will say, here's the dates I'm going to be out of town. And then if there's a work function that I know I just cannot get out of that is so important to my work, I will also state that on there. I like to set this up to next to each date that I list. I like to just put whether I'm in town or out of town and whether it's flexible or not. So if I'm going to go home and see my parents and it's a drive instead of a flight and I can maybe change it a day or two, I like to put flexible. This does not guarantee that you're not going to get an audition. This just means that they know if you do get an audition and you say, hey, I'm actually booked out for these dates, your ass is covered. (laughs) This is so important. I have, this happened to me all the time. I mean, we all know the trope, like you book a plane ticket, you, you know, will get an audition. It happens so often and, and letting them know, hey, I'm available for self-tape, but I'm not actually available in Los Angeles. Um, agents will often ask, oh, did you send me the book out dates? And then they'll look it up or some keep logs of it anyway. Just cover your butt. The second I have a book out date, even if it's two to three months in advance, I send those. I don't know if every actor does this. I've actually never talked to people about when they specifically send their book out dates. But the sooner I get that off my chest, the better. If I last minute get something, I will send it just then. I'll say, update to book out dates and I will add those lists that those particular dates to the list that I already sent. So it's one more email with an overview of all of the times I'm going to be unavailable. This is also important to do, by the way, when you book a job. Um, I don't think anyone told me that when I first moved here and it got me in some trouble early on with my first commercial agent because I, for example, booked a print job And then I went on an audition. I did not look at the booking dates. This was for a commercial. And I ended up getting put on hold for it. And it was the same date as a print shoot. I didn't book out when I booked that print job. And it was not a great situation that I put myself or my agents in. It looks bad on all parties when the communication isn't there. So when you book a job... You then email your whole team and let them know the dates that you will be unavailable. Even if it means you're on set in Los Angeles, we all know there's a good chance when you book a job, you'll be there. You might not be there until two o'clock in the afternoon. You still have to book out because you never know that can change so quickly. On that note, that just reminds me, when you get an audition, even if it's a self-submit, even if you don't have an agent or manager, Look at the dates for the callback and look at the potential dates for the booking. If there is no dates listed for when this will shoot, if it's very vague and you have something coming up like your best friend's wedding or your parents' anniversary and you're going on a trip with your family or something like that, ask them in the audition room. It seems uncouth, but it's just so much better to have all the information going forward than to wait. I promise you, I promise you, you will never be slighted for being the actor who needs information, okay? 
and they change often. A lot of times you'll go out for an audition and then the callback will be moved to two weeks later and you'll have forgotten about it or something like that. Just keep an eye on that. You know, read the entire email when you get an audition. Look at all of the dates. I messed up a lot with this when I first got out here because I assumed that the people who worked for me, aka my managers and agents, were looking at all of these as well. So, for example, I would get a callback and the shoot dates would be a Thursday, Friday. At the same time, I would get an audition with potential shoot dates on a Thursday, Friday. They are looking at so many auditions and so many actors at the same time. They probably didn't notice that you have a callback for these dates and an audition for these dates. Sometimes things coincide. I recently had a voiceover job on the same day as a callback for a commercial. I had to let my manager know ASAP. She had to call my agents. That's a good chain of command to follow, by the way. If you do have both a manager and an agent, I like to let my manager kind of take over that role of informing my agent if I can't go to something. Um, but the sooner the sooner you cover this issue, the better it is. Everyone is busy and everyone is holding for someone to email them back or call them back, no matter what level you're at. So just keep in communication, send your book out dates, read all the dates on audition breakdowns and it will save your life and it will save you so much stress in the long run. I promise you. Um, last thing, <laughs> uh, auditions and rescheduling. Okay, this could be a whole topic. I'm just going to take a quick sip of my dirty martini. Mm-hmm. That's a little ASMR for you. Um, I get it, right? We all get auditions that we can't make or that are in Santa Monica at five o'clock and you live in Los Feliz and you're going to have to literally be in traffic for forever and you're going to miss work and it's going to really fuck your schedule. I get it. I get it. It happens to all of us. Your job, your boss threatens to fire you if you, you know, cancel out last minute for another audition. I understand. You just have to understand what is worth getting people to reschedule because for you it might be your boss has to reschedule or you have to find someone to cover a shift or lose some money or something like that but if you think about the chain of command for your agent to call casting to reschedule from the associate to the casting director to the producer's time slots it is a lot of work to get auditions moved I was also very guilty of this when I first got to LA. Oh my God, I would get auditions moved all the time. I honestly don't know why I didn't get in more trouble because I I would just ask to be moved to the morning slot. That's not always an option and uh, eventually I figured that out. But I wish someone would have told me how hard it is to move an audition. Even if it seems like they're auditioning that role, like real people for a Toyota commercial all day long, they are probably doing specific scripts at specific hours and you might not be called in for that spot. It is so much easier to just make the time work. And I know it's annoying and I know it's frustrating, but that is so much of our job is to just be flexible and accommodating. And as soon as you find these solutions, be in touch. If you have to get work moved for something, immediately respond to the email. Hey, I have to get off work really quick. Let me confirm with you in 20 minutes. That is so appreciated on an agent side. 
Clearly, don't be annoying. Don't be overly every five seconds. Still waiting, send. Still waiting, send to the email. They get it. But just try your best to make it work because there's so many other people's jobs on the line when you have an audition than you realize. That being said, there are scenarios in which you're going to have to move an audition. It's not the end of the world. They understand, especially if you're uh, a parent of children and you have kid actors. They seem to be much more understanding of that lifestyle. Um, Or if you are a parent who's an actor (laughs) and you have kids, um, that is usually really, really helpful. So find people in your corner who can help you out. As a babysitter, for example, I make sure that the families I work for know that I'm an actor first and everything else second and that I will do my best job for them. Um, But when I have acting opportunities, I will immediately let them know and immediately ask them to find a substitute for me for that day. Even if it's a 2.30 audition and I have to pick up kids at school at 3, it's not worth it to chance that. I hate sitting in audition waiting rooms like hungry to get out, you know, worried about being late for work. It's just not worth it. It'll make your audition worse and it makes you look less responsible to your day job boss which is a whole nother sector of being a responsible actor because you don't want to give actors a bad name by being a flaky actor in your day jobs. It's just as important. I promise you there is longevity in this. It all applies to your life outside of your acting. And this is the reason that I've held on to some great side jobs because I am extremely, extremely communicative. Communicate, communicate. I, it's it's getting late. I am very good at communicating with the people I work for. And I am exceptionally flexible for them and their schedules. And therefore, they are exceptionally flexible for me. This may mean when you first get a job that you have to pick up extra shifts, that you have to show how responsible you are off the bat. And then by the time it comes up when you need something covered, people will jump at the gun to... Um, to, to help cover your shifts. I promise you, if you put out that respect for other people, they will reciprocate it back to you. At least the ones that are worth keeping anyway. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so next we're going to talk about being prepared for auditions in itself. And first, I want to start out by reading some of the comments that we got from Instagram and from emails. So I'll first start out by reading a fabulous comment we got from Sean Crampton. You guys know him from uh, season one and season three of the podcast. He had a solo episode in season one and uh, one of the roundtables in season three. And I'm going to read his whole comment because it's really fantastic. He said that responsibility to him is being on time, showing up prepared and enthusiastic since you've committed to the project. So he's really talking about not just auditions, but bookings in general. And this could be for your friends, sisters, husbands, play, for a self-submit, or for a big-time job. All of these things apply. He says, don't hold anyone or anything hostage. You signed up for the whole job, not just the glamorous close-ups, but reading off-camera or doing uncomfortable and boring blocking. Respect. Respecting yourself. If something doesn't seem or feel right, say something politely. Respect the others. If there's a scene being filmed, whether it's a fight or a sex scene, clear communication with all of your partners will always win out. Because then if anything bad happens, people are more likely to forgive and move forward because they know it was a genuine accident. Treat everyone on set with dignity. You don't have to be best friends, but it costs nothing to be nice, even if you're excusing yourself from an overly long conversation to go prepare your scene. 
Sean, that was awesome. Thank you so much. I agree with all of that across the board. It's so different when you think of it in that aspect, but being a generally good person (laughs) will take you very far and make you seem like an extremely respectful actor. Um, And uh, so Jamie Howard also added on Instagram, being prepared, on time, and professional. By the way, guys, that goes for not just auditions, but also being on set. Um, You're courteous to everyone involved in the project, and you're showing up as your best self across the board. Thank you, Jamie. Um, Auditioning, on set, you guys know the drill. We're all much better at being courteous at auditions, but at the same time, you need to be courteous to other actors in the room. Take up your space, do what you need to do, but take it up respectfully. You don't want to come in with your headphones blaring out for the whole room to hear, doing some weird exercise in the corner. Go to the bathroom if you need a minute. Step outside. You don't have to sign in until you're ready in an audition and take care of yourself first and everything else will kind of fall to the wayside. Um, So that goes for being on set. Obviously, once you get on set, we're all so lucky and so happy to be there. But we have to remember there's 200 people's jobs going on at the same time when you're on set and very few of them give a lot of shits about you. And it's unfortunate, and especially when you're a co-star level, you are a small cog in the big machine that is going on that day. So for you to show up, know how to do your work, and being flexible with it is going to pay out in spades in the longevity of your career. You might make a friend on set. You might learn something new. Stay listening, stay active, and be hyper aware, like Sean said. If you need to go take your time, find a convenient, kind way to remove yourself from a conversation. Don't be that actor who sits in the corner talking to themselves and refuses to be friends with anyone. Like, when you're Meryl Streep on Devil Wears Prada, then you cannot talk to the other actors in your trailer. You know what I mean? You gotta earn it. Um, (laughs) I also wanted to share with you um, some emails we got. So, this one is from... Heather Harper and Heather Harper says I've always thought the audition waiting room is one of the most challenging parts of auditions and I think it falls under the subject of responsibility and respect I always try and be reasonable by having as much information as I can coming into the audition meaning having read and reread the email when I get the info and having it up on my phone when I walk into the office so I'm reminded especially for commercials and in a busy office I know what the name of the role I'm going in for is that kind of a thing And when I walk in, I'm taking a breath and a moment to look around, see where everything is, where the sign-in is, and making sure I'm going to the right area. I know traffic and parking equals anxiety and stress. Oh my God, she's so right. I have really made attempts myself to find moments to readjust once I'm out of my car. That is such good advice, Heather. I'm always amazed how many actors walk in without seemingly red signs posted around them and either ask redundant questions to the casting assistant or start asking other actors in the room. To me, when an actor comes in hurried and harried and starts asking the room about where to sign in, where the bathroom is, how long the wait has been, it can be really disrespectful. Especially if there is prep that people are trying to do, this one person's laziness and lack of personal responsibility is now imposing on everyone else. Audition waiting rooms are so filled with neuroses, there is no need to project your anxiety on everyone else. Round of applause, Heather. I enjoy that very much. (laughs) I agree. It's always so, so stressful in there. So not projecting your shit into that room is so good. Come in. Find out where the bathroom is. Go if you need to. Don't sign in until you're out of the bathroom because how stressful is that? Going to the bathroom, trying to make sure you get out on time. Oh my God. I hate that shit. 
okay, so our next email comes from Deborah Smith. And she says, the thought I immediately had with this prompt was the idea of respecting the process and respecting the ideas of creators that have come before us. Oof, this is a good one. As actors, I think we want to bring our own ideas to the character. And while that is incredibly important, I know as a producer that so many of them have put their own time and effort into the character before me. I have to respect that. So basically respecting the life that the character has been in before it comes to my hands. That is such good advice, especially for auditioning. All of your choices need to be informed. And that is a really, really good way to interpret respect. I love that. Thanks, Deb. Okay, and our last email for this section comes from Helena Santos. And you guys are going to meet her, hint, hint, later on this season in the podcast. Um, And Helena says, being a respectful and responsible actor, specifically on set, means being prepared. Know your lines. That's in all caps. Have done your homework and show up ready to play, whether it's the gig you are doing for a zero-budget project for a friend or a big network show. There are a zillion people who would love to be in your position and just be acting on set of any kind. So be grateful and do not disrespect the production or take the opportunity for granted by not knowing your lines. Of course, flubbing a line is a totally different story. If you're prepared, get nervous, mess up a line, it's not a big deal. But coming to set without being prepared with all of your homework is incredibly dis... Yes, sorry, let me run that back. But coming to set without being prepared with all of your homework is incredibly disrespectful and word gets around. It's a small industry. Everyone wants to work with people who are grateful to be there and add to the success of a project. She also adds, please say, (laughs) wait. She also adds, say please and thank you. There we go, Sam. Especially thank you. And especially to the third AD and the PAs. Everyone who works on set works incredibly hard and is there for long hours, usually before and after an actor gets there and leaves for the day, and they deserve to be treated with kindness and respect. A simple and sincere thank you goes a long way. And lastly, never talk down to your fellow actors or start complaining about the production while on a gig. Holy shit, I've seen this so many times. It's so embarrassing. That's my little two cents. Hold on. I'll go on. Remember that a lot of the time you are wearing a microphone. Oh my God. Did you see the jinx on HBO? If you start bitching about something, the producers will find out. Your agent will find out. Casting will find out. Just don't do it. If you need to vent, vent at home or anywhere away from set. Yep. Really good advice. Oh, you guys have sent really some gems in. I hope this continues because I'm really excited about where this is going. Lastly, I just want to talk to you guys really quick about respect and responsibility to yourself. We all know it's our job in this business to take care of ourselves, right? It's, it's very obvious that we need to sleep, we need to eat well, we need to move, all of these things just so we can show up as our best self, either to an audition, on set, to an agent or manager meeting, just in life, you come off as your best self when you take care of your instrument, which is your body. That being said, I also think it's important to respect the process of this job, Yes, it's going to take years and years to get somewhere. Yes, you're going to see people around you have success at different times than you. That is the process. You have to have respect for that. You have to have patience. You have to be understanding of it. You have to respect your process as you figure out what the hell that is. I've been doing this for freaking years and I still have not exactly pin down what works for every project. And it might not be a certain thing. 
I might do one self tape and rehearse it 10,000 times and hear nothing back. And I might do a self tape that I just did a one off and I was like, ugh, it's fine. I don't even care. And I'll get a call back. I just have to be fluid with the process. And that's something I'm working on and something I highly recommend you also just have respect and patience for how this goes and not taking things. Whoops, I just kicked my clipboard. And not taking things so personally. Oh my God. I mean, guys, I see actors all the time who talk to me. They've heard the podcast and they get so down comparing themselves to guests of this podcast. It's like, you can't do that. You have to know that this is not personal. No one is out there for you to compare yourself to. And everyone does it and it's hard to avoid it. But honestly, it's not a responsible move in the long-term longevity of your career to compare yourself to other actors. No one is you. It's annoying. It's stupid. It sounds trite. No one is you. You have to come at it with what you have. Sure, maybe you don't have an agent right now. Maybe you don't even have a manager. Maybe you are completely at a starter position in this career and you've been doing it for long enough that you feel like you should be there longer. Cool. Have some patience, have some respect, and take responsibility for the process as you figure it out. Okay? This is so individual to every single person. I wish some days that I was an accountant and I could wake up and just, oh, there's a ladder to climb. You do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. I mean, I don't even know if accountants have ladders to climb. Um, that's not something I don't, I don't, I don't really do math, but you guys get what I'm saying. We have to be grateful for the processes that we have. And that in itself is incredibly respectful to your longevity in the career. And lastly, I just want to remind you guys that you need to be respectful and responsible for your inspiration and your creativity. I just want to read one more Instagram message we got and this was from Natalia. And Natalia says, this is such a loaded question. It takes so much not only towards others, but towards self-responsibility and self-respect. Not what others say you should do, but what you say you should do. Mm, girl, love that. Being respectful for your own inspiration and creativity is so important. This will look different on everyone. Someone might need a class to inspire them. Someone might need to go to a specific acting class and try something new. Maybe you need to go method. Maybe you need to go to Leslie Kahn. Maybe you need to stop taking acting class for a while and go to improv. Some people will need to do the artist's way for six weeks and try on different ways of doing morning pages and journaling. And some people may just need time and space to daydream and give themselves time to think. This is actually something I've been doing lately. And I realized that I come up with some of my favorite ideas, like a play I want to do or a scene I would like to film or how I'd like to shoot my next audition when I have some blank space in my brain. Sometimes it's while I'm driving my car. Sometimes it's while I'm just fucking around on Instagram or YouTube. Giving yourself time to think and be creative is so important. It might seem like you're doing nothing to excel your career and sometimes it feels like every minute in this business needs to be an upward motion, but giving yourself time and space to be inspired and creative will only make you a better actor. And that is what I think about respect and responsibility. Whew, she did it. She did it in one take. I didn't stop this recording the whole time. Oh my God, I'm so proud of myself. And only finished a quarter of my martini. Damn. This might be a new thing we do. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I just rambled for almost 30 minutes. Holy shit. I can't believe you listened to this. <laughs> I probably won't even listen to this. 
if anything I said was helpful to you whatsoever, I would love if you sent this podcast to a friend. That would make me the most happy. Obviously, always rate, review, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. But if you sent this to a friend who might need to hear some of these things, that would be awesome. This is episode one of six solo episodes we will be doing every other week this season. So keep an eye out. Um, I think that's it. Check out OneBrokeActress.com. Thank you to Laurel Canyon Creative for all of your help producing this podcast. Thank you to Maggie Zabo for your beautiful theme song. And guys, I'll see you in a couple days.